Welcome to the Get Fit with Jodell podcast. I am, as usual, Jodell, and I love books. I love reading real books, not books on iPads. But I came across this book called Hormone Heresy, and I was immediately intrigued when I opened the book and I saw the author referring to none other than somebody you guys all love, Dr. Ray Pete. Once I started in it, I couldn't put the book down, and I knew I had to interview the author on the podcast because you guys are going to be astounded by her meticulous research and devotion to educating women on how to optimize their hormones naturally and effectively. Dr. Cheryl Selman, aka the Hormone Heretic, is a naturopathic doctor, board certified in integrative medicine, a mind-body psychotherapist, an educator, and she's a fellow podcaster. She has her podcast called What Women Must Know, uh, which I happen to love listening to, and author of my now current favorite book, Hormone Heresy, What Women Must Know About Their Hormones. She is a highly sought after international lecturer and writes for numerous health publications. And today we are going to discuss what women must know about a variety of topics such as estrogen dominance, the many benefits of progesterone, why women are getting heavier and what to do about it. There's a thyroid fibroid connection, as well as we're going to be talking about the thyroid in general, because she and I both love talking about the thyroid, uh, menopause and fat loss and much more. And like she says on her website, let's get informed, let's get empowered, and let's get healthy. Dr. Selman, welcome. It's a pleasure to be with you. (laughs) It's a pleasure to have you because like I said, when I read that book, I was like, I have to talk to this woman. She is of my tribe. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast. You know, I just love how we find ourselves guided to the different things we need to read, the people we need to communicate with, the information that we're searching for. It's almost like they find us, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's start where it really matters when it comes to what women must know. And of course, if there's men listening to this, you know a woman, so you might want to listen for your woman. So don't change it just because we're talking about what women must know. Why are there so many suffering, so many women suffering weight gain, hormonal issues, and we seem to be unhealthier now in this modern age of all these different options that are supposed to improve our health, but yet we're not improving. It seems like people are having more and more issues. So what's the main culprit in your opinion? Well, there are many main culprits. You know, we live live a, a very artificial life right now. We live uh, we live indoors, so we're disconnected from nature. We're disconnected from the sun. We're just we're disconnected from putting our feet on the earth, which actually is more profound than we realize. Oh, yeah. We are disconnected from foods that are grown naturally, so we're eating more um, not only foods exposed to pesticides, but foods that are grown in soil that just don't have the minerals. We have um, we have problems with the stress in our life. We don't really manage our emotions and we relations that are continuous. Uh, you know, we we, have, uh, we live in a wireless world. Done a lot of research on the impact and your wireless devices on your hormones, affecting your hormonal balance. I, you know, there you go. You know, that's a short list. <laughs> so so we're more challenged than ever before to really find balance and harmony, not just with our hormones, but with our entire body, because how our body is functioning 
is affecting our hormones. And our hormones are made in parts per billion parts per trillion and they're so sensitive and affect every single organ of your body. And if your if your organs are out, if your if your if your uh, liver is stressed, if your adrenals are exhausted, it's going to affect how your hormones are expressing themselves. Uh, and everything feeds back on each other. So it's a dance of walking on that tightrope of balance and always being able to adjust, readjust as we move along on that tightrope. Yeah, no, that was a perfect explanation because it's not just one thing. It's an it's a combination. It's this potpourri of things in our life that are accumulating the stress bucket, if you will. And there's things women can do about it. But yet what many women seem to be doing there is that they're in a constant battle with their bodies. And so it's like they're fighting against the fat. They're fighting against their hormones. They're fighting against, you know, aging and all of that. So why why not fighting like what else should they be doing first instead of fighting against their body well no honestly the first thing is you have to get educated yeah you have to get educated about your body if you are getting your advice from um television ads or you know just short little clips here or there um you you're like a ship without a rudder you know that's a really powerful image for me and and i have been there so i understand we're feeling unwell we have symptoms we have pms we have night sweats. we're waking up at 3 a.m in the morning we don't know why we have anxiety and we, you know we want to fix the problem but um in order to fix the problem you need to get educated you need to dive deeper you need to reevaluate what you're what you're eating, it, you know, you got to, you have to reevaluate your past. You know, I, I was bottle fed as an infant. That affected my gut microbiome my entire life. Yeah. You know, and so we need to get a big picture and then find the right support, get committed to walk that path, be dedicated to continue the journey of learning and then maybe the corrections we need to make. You know, as a psychotherapist, one of my favorite little sayings I would give to my clients all the time was, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Mm -hmm. So we are where we are because of everything we've been doing, thinking, feeling, exposed to, and we need to start making changes. Mm -hmm. We have to begin somewhere on this journey. There's no quick fix. Yeah. You know, there's really no quick fix. It's yeah. a journey of restoring. And I can tell you that that's, that's my journey because when I began this journey of understanding my body and my hormones in my early 40s, I was suffering from, I had arthritis. I had severe, severe allergies. I had debilitating allergies like hay fever. I was depressed. Let's see, I was waking up every night, well, morning, actually, between 3 and 4 a.m. with anxiety attacks. My mind was racing. And uh, I, I had a thyroid issue, which I really didn't know about, but I probably had it for decades. And then I was getting night sweats. You know, I, and I was working uh, 40 hours a week. I was teaching courses on the weekend. And, you know, I, so my work schedule was almost... 70 hours a week, nonstop, doing this, that, and everything else. Hello, and there I am. And um, 
I, I, I was miserable and I didn't know what was going on. And I thought I was healthy and doing the right thing, whatever that was back then. So um, there I was, and I had to find some answers. And let me just say, when the anxiety attacks arrived at 3 a.m. in the morning, consistently for a year, as a psychotherapist, I thought, oh, God, I, you know, there's something going on in my past. I need to sort out some deep issue, you know. And I, I tried all sorts of modalities and therapies, and nothing helped until I had to figure it out myself. Oh, that's an awesome segue into, okay, so my next question, because I know it because I read your book, but what did you do? What was that first step you took and that really started making a difference for you? So um, when all this was going on, again, in my early 40s, right, and uh, I knew nothing about hormones. So that was the first revelation. It was like, you know, I'm doing mind-body psychotherapy, helping people to make these changes. Trying to eat a good diet, but oh my God, I knew nothing about my own body as a woman. Nothing. I paid no attention to my menstrual cycles my whole life. Mm -hmm. If anything, you know, they were an annoyance. And um, I started getting these hot flushes in this 40, early 40 time when all this other stuff is going on. So now I am waking up with hot flushes around midnight and then around 3, 4 a.m. these anxiety attacks and mine would be racing and, and you know, I'd be up for a couple of hours dealing with that. You know, it was really tough. And um, But the nights were sort of blessing in disguise because suddenly I had to think hormones. And when I had to think hormones, I realized, what are hormones? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going on in my body? Yeah. I didn't know. And the question I asked was, okay, I, I need to start learning about hormones. And, and, and then was, well, what do I do? What are hormones? And I was then looking into hormone replacement therapies. Like, I, I have to investigate all these things. Mm -hmm. And I started to investigate hormone replacement therapy. This was, you know, almost 20 years ago. And, uh, um, which was all the rage back then. <laughs> and I said, is this what I need? And when I looked into this, that was going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And when I went down the rabbit hole to investigate, what did I need to do for my body? Was this thing, hormone replacement therapy, a good thing? That's when I was shocked and horrified at what I was discovering. In addition to the fact that I was learning about my body, about women's history, uh, and uh, it was a revelation. And it fired me up because I was so angry at what I was finding. Like, uh, I was I was furious at how women had been mistreated, medicalized, and pathologized for profit, as I call it. Uh, and it began a journey that lasted to this very day. Wow. Still on. Yeah. Um, because most of like what you talk about in your book too is that it's all about estrogen. When you're in menopause, you got to go get on estrogen. That's what they're gonna say you need, right? When you go to the doctor, they're gonna push estrogen on you. But but no, right? Like they're not. If any women are taking estrogen, they need to run away, right? <laughs> well, you know, when we when we go to a traditional medical doctor, an allopathic medicine. How, you know, how does it work? You go in, you have your 15 minutes, you uh, give them some brief, 
you know, story of what's going on. They may run some tests and then they give you a prescription. Mm-hmm. It's a quick, fast, easy way to attempt to resolve a problem. Right? So that's what happens when we go down that path. Just give me something quick to fix the problem, to fix the symptoms that I am experiencing. Let's fix the symptoms. And with hormones, um, you know, HRT or even bioidentical hormones, it's a quick fix. Let's just try to stop these hot flashes. Let's try to stop the night sweats. Let's try to stop the depression, anxiety, whatever it is. But um, if you really want to rejuvenate and regenerate and heal your body, you have to go deeper and you have to address root cause issues. And you have to commit to a path of true healing, which is what I have to do. Because when I really began to unravel this mystery of hormones and uh, really embrace my menstrual cycle and embrace the process that I was learning, I also realized that I was pushing myself for many, many decades. I was exhausted. My adrenals were exhausted. I had... Uh, a severely disrupted gut. My gut was um, inflamed. I had autoimmune diseases, which affected my thyroid, by the way. Um, 80% of thyroid issues, as you probably know, are Hashimoto's thyroiditis, are caused by an autoimmune disease. So just putting a woman on thyroid hormone doesn't heal the underlying autoimmune disease, which will then just continue to, like, the flame be fanned and cause other problems. I had to um, address my choices and lifestyles and, you know, really look at why I was pushing myself and why I didn't give myself more time to be at peace. I needed to understand the role of my liver. You know, it was this, it was, it was this journey of really coming to understand my being and coming back into harmony and balance, not just my physical being, but my My physical being as a woman, we are so different from men. And I I had to learn that. No one taught me that when I was young. I wish I had that knowledge. (laughs) No kidding. Yeah. So it starts with a balance of understanding your body and all of the different mechanisms. Because it's not just about, like you said, just go to your doctor and get your little Band-Aid that's going to like just treat the symptom. But instead ask why, what got me here? Like you mentioned, I was I was doing all these different things. And a lot of women, they aren't slowing down. They aren't taking some irons out of the fire. If in fact, they're they're actually adding more, you know, our lives are getting busier and people are running out of time and everybody's favorite slogan is, I'm sorry, I'm so busy. I'm just busy, you know, and why, like, why don't you look at that even first before taking a pill or a compounded hormone and go, what if I took a step back? Would that help my health? And would that maybe help me start the process of balancing out my hormones? So let's talk maybe about the, going back to the hormones though, like the, the ones that you mention in your book that are so powerful that require a balance is estrogen and progesterone. So, you know, talk to me about why you really mentioned this Dr. John Lee, who I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. That's where you had learned a lot of the stuff about hormone balancing and, and what is our need for balancing that estrogen and progesterone? So, yes, when I was on this journey of discovery, and it was a very profound time in my life, 
I I encountered Dr. John Lee, who was at that time, who was a medical doctor, and he was investigating what was really going on with women and hormones, and he was talking about the need for progesterone. And understanding the hormonal cascade and the imbalance that goes on between our estrogens and our progesterone, he actually, as he wrote more books, he actually got a little deeper than just about taking progesterone and, you know, watching what kind of estrogens you take. He got much deeper because he really started to unravel some of the root cause issues that were causing our bodies to have more of an estrogen dominance and a progesterone deficiency. I mean, you have to ovulate, number one, to make progesterone because the um, follicles in our ovaries, which are maturing as we get closer to, um, uh, you know, having, ha having the egg release during our cycle, and if that egg isn't released, then it turns into an endocrine gland called the corpus luteum, and that makes progesterone. So you have to ovulate. You have to you have to be able to ovulate, which uh, is a normal function unless you're so out of balance that you have things like PCOS, polycystic syndrome, where you you don't really fully mature follicles to be released as eggs. So um, you know there are all these complications. But he went deeper too because he then talked about the role of the adrenal gland and and the role of stress and how stress was altering our adrenal glands. And when our adrenal glands are altered, we create too much of cortisol or our adrenal glands also are there to regulate our blood sugar levels. So when our blood sugar levels are out of balance, we have too much blood sugar, we can't regulate them, then that leads to an imbalance between estrogen and progesterone and alters our ovulation. And, and, you know, it got to be very complicated, but it got to be a deeper understanding that you can't just take something, even progesterone, you know, progesterone helps to balance this excess of estrogen. If you have too much fat on your body, your fat cells are making estrogen, you're not ovulating, you know, if your liver isn't detoxing estrogen properly, did you know that it can actually make a more toxic and aggressive form of estrogen that gets reabsorbed? Yeah. If your gut isn't working properly, our, our estrogen actually is generated by the gut as well. Yeah. So, so we have to begin somewhere and then expand the journey from there, right? We just begin somewhere. Somewhere and may begin by okay, let's start balancing our hormones and 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 take some progesterone cream to help us in the immediate time to get more balance. Then we have to go. Maybe we need to cut out the sugar. Maybe we need to reduce the alcohol. Maybe we need to uh, put more fats in our body. The healthy fat. You know, we look at our diet. Take out the junk food. Put the organic food in. Maybe we need to take more rest. Maybe we need to take a castor oil pack and support our liver and our whole pelvic area to be more cleansed and you know improve circulation and to support the lymph. We add on. We take we subtract and we add on. And it's the journey of learning. If you're not willing to really go all the way and embrace the power of your body to heal and transform, you will have some improvement, but in the end, you won't become the healthy, vibrant person that you are. 
you know, I'm healthier now than I was when I was 40 years old. <laughs> Our health can get better as we get older. Sure. It doesn't have to go downhill, right? Yeah. And that's, and that's the exciting part of the journey. There are people like yourself that are here to hold your hand and guide you on this journey of reclaiming your power, reclaiming your body, supporting your body so it can express the vitality and the health and its ability to regenerate at any age, at any stage of life. Absolutely. And from any chronic illness, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there is a controversy out there, though, because there's different schools of thought about weight gain, because you mentioned that estrogen is released from fat cells. Anywhere we hold fat in our body, we can make estrogen out of that. But conversely, then there's the school of people that say, well, if I use progesterone, I seem to gain weight, you know, so there's a controversy out there of what gain, what is a weight gainer type of hormone. And it seems like this is a big controversy with women because I have them come in as a client and they'll say, you know, I'm afraid to take progesterone. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about my estrogen. I don't know what to do to balance them out. And it is about learning, but a lot of women are are just confused because there's so much conflicting information out there. So can you kind of break down that balance that women are looking for with those two hormones? Each woman is an individual. It's so hard to generalize, right? We have our, our own unique history, where we come from, where we live, what we've been exposed to. But um, <clears throat> there are some general thoughts I can share with you because because I struggled with weight for a long time in my life. Actually, I was um, I was quite overweight for a long time in my life. And um, before I even knew about this hormone journey, and that was, um, okay, let's see if we can unravel bits of this, okay? So first of all, the thyroid plays such a major role in weight um, because the thyroid rules metabolism. If you're... Thyroid is impaired, <clears throat> and I think we do have an epidemic of, of impaired thyroid. Yeah. Um, if our thyroid is impaired uh, because, well, we can go into some of the causes, but let's just say if our thyroid is impaired to begin with, then our metabolism is compromised. Mm -hmm. We're not able to um, uh, have a healthy metabolism. We, have, we don't have the ability to burn fat. We don't have uh, an ability to let oxygen flow through our body to nourish the cells. So when we have a thyroid condition, not only are we putting on weight because we're not digesting and assimilating, we're not using the energy in our body, and we also are not nourishing the cells of our body. So what tends to happen is we tend to get um, depressed. Depression is a sign of a thyroid problem. We tend to um, lose our hair. Our skin dries out. Classic sign is losing the outer edge of your eyebrows. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, we we just are seriously compromised. And that can lead to things like fibroids, which are not metabolized, not detoxifying. Everything is kind of slowed down if our thyroid site is critical. But, um, you know, when you go to your doctor and you get your blood test, you, you look at your TSH which is thyroid stimulating hormone, which is the only thing that really a doctor will test. They'll tell you if your thyroid is, that number shows that your thyroid is a little sluggish 
or not. And that reference range is quite huge. And often women say, yeah, my doctor said my thyroid is fine. And I go, well, I need a number. <laughs> Give me a number. Just, uh, when you get the number, you can see that what your doctor says is fine is actually out of optimal range. It's an indication that you do have a thyroid problem, but you have to go deeper as I did, because if you're, if you go to a doctor and you said with my, you know, uh, infertility is a problem with a thyroid, you have PMS, you have fibroids, you have all sorts of hormonal issues you're putting weight on. Um, and your doctor says, look, it's your thyroid, let's put you on some thyroid meds. So they put you on Synthroid or something like that. They don't even, which is useless. It's right. not even the active form of thyroid. Um, but 80%, as I said, of hypothyroid conditions in women are Hashimoto's thyroiditis. It's an impaired thyroid because your body isn't and in an autoimmune state and it's attacking your own thyroid and carrying your thyroid to function. So number one, if you're just told you have a plug of thyroid for some reason, they don't give you any reason why, um, and they said this drug will help you, um, if you don't get the right testing and find out what's really going on, then that underlying autoimmune condition, which is a huge problem right now, for people, there there are eighty different conditions that are autoimmune by nature, manifesting in different ways, and we can talk about that in a minute. Um, that problem is going to simmer, and you're never going to heal with really addressing the thyroid. So I had Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and I had it for many years, and it was very much un, it was undiagnosed. I would say for twenty or more years, I, I wondered why I was depressed suicidal at times, you know, with weight gain, you know, I didn't know. I didn't have that knowledge. And um, then when I found out that it was a thyroid and I was able to go a little deeper and find out that it was Hashimoto's thyroiditis and why it's more common in women than men, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I don't know if anybody really knows, but it is more common in women than men. Um, then I, I, well, what's this about? You know, what's going on with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, such an autoimmune disease, that I had to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> and, and and that takes you to the gut. So if you want to understand hormones, you have to understand the role of your digestive system and mm-hmm. in, in, in being responsible for creating hormones, thyroid hormones or estrogen, or, you know, all these hormones, we're talking about estrogen in women's health. So the gut so for me, I had um, uh, a severely damaged gut. I had inflammation. I was eating the wrong foods. I was. I, I think I probably had a gut issue my whole life because I opened up our conversation saying I was, you know, bottle fed. I was fed the wrong food in the very beginning, so I never really had the ability to create a healthy gut microbiome. And I was a sickly kid. And probably on antibiotics a lot of the time, which is part of our problem, right? So the gut is impaired. So you have a gut that the microbiome in it is way out of balance. The type of microbes are way out of balance. Um, And when the healthy microbes are outweighed by the bad guys, then they start producing uh, waste products that go in and damage, causing inflammation, damaging the lining of your gut. Your gut gets 
inflamed and then you get tears, you lose these tight junctions, they're called, and you get undigested food circulating in your bloodstream, which your immune system goes, that's a foreign invader, it shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. And it goes into hyperdrive. And that's one of the foundational causes of autoimmune diseases. MS, arthritis, you know, um, I would say most chronic illnesses, diabetes is an autoimmune disease. All these conditions are caused by the body having a damaged gut, with it, which is inflamed, which is the wrong microbiome, and uh, escaping food particles that shouldn't be escaping because you now have gaps in your digestive tract. So you have to heal the gut. And I'll go one further. There are um, a species of these um, bacteria that live in your gut that are called your estrobolome. Have you ever heard of estrobolome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we want to understand how to get our hormones back in balance, uh, I'm taking you kind of around the back. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Right? If you want to understand how to truly bring your hormones back into balance, you need to, to understand uh, the role of your estrobolome. So your estrobolome, and I, I would say this is relatively new information because when I was doing the initial research, no one talked about the estrobolome, but there's so much research going on about the estrobolome now, about the gut, the gut microbiome, right? Mm -hmm. The huge story. Mm -hmm. There's testing for your micro, you know, your gut mi microbes now, and there's, mm -hmm. you know, all these programs to heal your gut and um, it, it is a big story. And um, so we have we have um, microbes in our intestinal tract that are under this category of called an estrobolome. So they are these microorganisms that are there making the type of estrogens and, and producing enzymes that help the body to either absorb the estrogens to the digestive tract and back into the bloodstream or to be out of balance. If our gut microbiome is out of balance, if estrobolome is out of balance, and it generates um, either a more dangerous type of estrogen or it recirculates estrogen so it's going around too many times leading to estrogen excess again. Yeah. So what we're finding is that the damage to the gut from antibiotics you know, the birth control pill acts as the same way as an antibiotic. Mm -hmm. So if you are on the birth control pill, if you're taking steroids, if you've had any amount of antibiotics, for instance, and if you're just eating a diet that's low in fiber, perhaps, or too much food or foods that have been tainted with pesticides or glyphosate, right. all that's going on. We're we are we have a crisis in our gut microbiome, yeah. and we definitely have a crisis in our gut microbiome. The gut microbiome, the health of our gut, is probably the root cause of most of the chronic health problems, including thyroid issues, including hormonal imbalances that are plaguing us right now. Agreed. Yeah, that's like a foundation of healing and restoring. The health of the gut, mm -hmm. and um, if if that gut um, isn't healthy, then uh, we can't properly digest and assimilate as well. Mm -hmm. We can't heal. 
we can't we can be eating the best diet in the world, but we're not getting the nutrients, we're not able to assimilate the nutrition that we're eating. So if you're bloated, if you have constipation, you have diarrhea, you have diagnosis of Crohn's disease and IBS and leaky gut and SIBO, which are all these terms that are being used these days, you know, it comes back that we need to pay attention and to heal our gut. Mm-hmm. And that's a journey. But that's like a foundation for health. That's a foundation. If our extra balloon is out of balance, so if we've done things to damage the health of our microbiome and diversity of our microbiome, and haven't really restored that healthy balance of our, of our microbiome, and we create this out-of-balance extra balloon. I mean, I was blown away when I learned that your estrogen is really first created and regulated in your gut microbiome. Yeah. I, you know, we're, we're looking at other places, looking at the ovaries, but, you know. And what's even more interesting for me is that if this extra balloon is 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 the is made up of the wrong microbiome producing these enzymes that are causing more estrogen to be recirculated, it can be the cause of endometriosis. It can be the cause of PCOS. It can be the cause of PMS. It can cause impairment of the vaginal tract and the microbiome in your vaginal tract. I mean, basically, all the hormonal issues that we are struggling with could originate from an impaired estrobolone. Isn't that interesting? It's so fascinating. Like I just actually, just while while you're talking about this, I'm thinking about the client I just was talking with earlier who is dealing with infertility. And any my the foundation of when I work with someone is the gut, because like you said, it's always the information center where things begin and end. So you got to focus there. And her gut was all out of whack. And so I was like, the first place we're going to work on to get your hormones in order for fertility is we got to fix your gut. We got to take out the things that are offending it. And then bring in some things that'll really clean it up and heal it and turn it over really nicely. And so, yeah, I love that you bring up that it sounds like foundation one for people that are listening to this is like, let's fix your gut. Let's get, let's get it going. Let's get good motility. Let's get good when you eat a meal that you don't feel everything and you're not bloated and gassy when you're done and things are moving in the right direction, meaning downward. (laughs) And so yeah, I love that you're mentioning that. And especially like I, I'm a big proponent of bile, like because bile really gloms on to those old estrogens and pulls them out. So I'm always looking to improve somebody's what I call their Dawn dish soap and get their their emulsifier going so it can glom on to those estrogens and pull them out because we got to get rid of those old recycled before the old estrogens before they recycle. So no, I, I love that that's foundation number one. So s- assuming they address the gut, what will they see as far as like balancing out progesterone then? Uh, let me just say there's another part to that. Yeah, though. sure, go. Because you, you, can't, you can't get your hormones in balance again if your liver isn't functioning properly yeah. because your liver is metabolizing, breaking down, these estrogens. So they either can be safely removed out of your body or they will then again go be recirculated back. So if your liver, if your liver can't break down 
the estrogens that you're taking in. So we're talking, you know, the 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 hormones our body makes go through the liver to be broken down. Um, the hormones we're taking, bioidentical hormones, progesterone, you know, everything has to be uh, broken down by the liver, goes into the liver, right? So if the liver is compromised, especially if they see the part of the liver where we're taking these fat solubles and turning them into water-soluble forms the body can take out, what happens is that they get metabolized in an inappropriate way, I would say. They, um, the system uh, that should safely take them out actually causes the, the, the metabolism of these hormones, especially estrogen, to turn into a very potent dragon estrogen. It turns it into a more dangerous form of estrogen, the metabolite of estrogen, that then can recirculate and be more stimulating and be one of the reasons why women are more prone to estrogen-sensitive cancers, like breast cancer. Mm -hmm. It's because the liver is impaired, and instead of breaking things down into a safe form, it breaks them down into a more potent, dangerous, more active form of estrogen that can be more stimulating mm -hmm. for the estrogen receptors around the entire body. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. So far? Yeah. So you need to support proper liver detoxification of the space too. And that's where things like broccoli seed extract is really important. So we need to understand that the liver, if the liver isn't healthy and you would know, I mean, you're, you know, you're a bio lover and you know the role of the liver, right? If our liver isn't functioning properly, then we could possibly be making more dangerous forms of estrogen that are circulating again and being hyper-stimulating to this estrogen receptors. I, I think, you know, I'm, you know, breast cancer is always associated with estrogen, right? Estrogen receptor positive estrogen. But um, if estrogen was really the problem, then a woman in the height of her fertility making, you know, high levels of estrogen would all have cancer. There's something flawed in that theory that estrogen is the problem. I think the problem is that women have a seriously impaired gut microbiome, the estrogolone, that's um, causing wreaking havoc and causing autoimmune diseases, and which leads to all sorts of other imbalances. The, the liver is toxic, it's impaired from all the chemicals, pesticides, all the foods, just all the stress. I mean, if you're under stress, you're damaging your liver, according to Chinese medicine. Man. Tightening things up. Um, so uh, I'm a big fan of castor oil packs. You may be as well. Yeah. Well, castor oil packs will support detoxification of the liver, will support the lymph, will support um, the uh, healthy blood supply to the body. That's a simple strategy, but it's very profound in what the castor oil pack is doing. So that's a strategy, you know, more broccoli, broccoli seed extract. I've done a lot of research into broccoli seed extract and how that particular product, not just eating, you know, the cruciferous vegetables, but, but supplements made with broccoli seed extract to help with phase two of liver. So it doesn't turn the liver that we repair 
the uh, compromised part of the detoxification process so we can safely take estrogens out of the body. Who knew that our liver was making a more dangerous form of estrogen then gets recirculated and sent back into the system and then we had more estrogen dominance that way. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important too to let them know that the symptoms of the of a liver issue that's going on because I there are so many people with liver issues that are it's un, they don't know like I just look at their symptoms and I'm like okay we really got to work on your liver but they don't even recognize that certain symptoms are that and I know when I went through my toxic mold the organ that was hit the most was my liver and the one thing I'm so glad you mentioned castor oil packs because one of the main things I was able to do to regenerate my liver was castor oil packs every day and I'll even put a link to one in the show notes that's like a mess free one you can order this little kit and it just comes you can button it around you and wear it when you're tootling around the house and stuff and it's really soothing like it's very calming to do at the end of the day so I love that you have that in your book and that you mentioned castor oil packs but can you talk about some of the symptoms somebody might recognize as having liver issues um, that could be contributing to this kind of estrogen dominance? Well, you know, um, having studied Chinese medicine, um, the, the liver, I'll tell you one of the symptoms of the liver, you're angry all the time. Yeah, it's true. You're, you're frustrated and you're angry and you're impatient. The liver rules anger. Yeah. If the liver is congested, let's just say if the liver is out of balance, it'll make you feel angry and hot all the time. So you have a short fuse, you're impatient, and you're just angry at you know, everyone in the world, mm-hmm. which is you know, a, a common emotion that's going on these days. If you're angry all the time, it's a, you want to look at the liver. But the liver also, uh, I'll give you some symptoms from a TCM point of view. So the liver helps to uh, store blood. Mm-hmm. So if you are finding that you have, um, and it helps to circulate energy. So if you have clots, if you're menstruating and you see dark blood and clots in your, in your menstrual blood, it's a liver problem. That's, right. That's like a classic liver problem of clots because you can't, the, the liver circulates energy. You can get a lot of muscle pain, especially um, in your uh, upper back, that could be, um, you know, feeling a, the liver tightening things up. So when your liver is impaired, it stops the flow of energy through your body and you feel tight and you could have tightness in your back. You can just feel your muscles, your whole body is feeling tight and rigid mm-hmm. and you don't have flexibility anymore to be a liver issue. You know, of course you could feel like, you know, you can't digest properly, you feel nauseous, it can all be related to the liver. But there's some classic signs, you know, not all um, blood tests tell you the whole story, right? And I'm a big fan personally of traditional Chinese medicine, which gives me a profound insight into what is really going on inside the body, what organs are out of balance, how they're out of balance, in what way they're being impacted, what the condition is. And um, so, The liver is a major player in your hormones. Your liver is a major player in your mood. Your liver is not just about detoxification. It moves the energy and slows energy. And if the liver is impaired, 
you are, um, it's, it's like um, dams going on and things start coagulating and, you know, it, it create tumors and, you know, more chronic things like that. So those are some of the things I know, you know, you may want to share more of the symptoms you're familiar with or like to talk about, but. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, I see a lot of like, the, there's just a dull ache or a sense of fullness on that right side too. And even things like up in the eyes, I know you mentioned that it's anger, it's the organ of anger, and you can almost see like redness and irritation and red eyes or redness on the face where it's like, I think in Chinese medicine, they call it liver heat rising. So it rises up to the face. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because it's so prevalent. People are just not in tune with their liver. And, you know, there's a lot of alcohol use in women that kind of of that generation of like, I got to have my wine, I got to have my coffee to amp up and my wine to wind down. But this is not doing any service to our hormones or our liver, is it? No, that's why if you want to be the best version of yourself, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, we talk about the body and hormonal balance. And if we don't understand what it really takes to bring about hormonal balance, we also will never find true inner peace and self-love, mm -hmm. right? We won't yeah. find it. If, if our hormones are out of balance, we will feel agitated. We will feel stressed. We will feel angry. We will feel depressed. We will feel helpless, hopeless. I mean, it's all, uh, it's all part of that journey of being out of balance. It's not just our body that's out of balance. The emotions that are out of balance. It's the thinking that's out of balance. And and I always say to the people I work with, you know, my patients, it's like you start somewhere. I don't care where you start, but start somewhere because that somewhere will wind up everywhere. Mm. You know, if it's starting to address your wounds and your fears and your anger, then start there. And that'll lead to more peace and it'll you'll see the reflection in your body. If you want to start with healing your gut, it'll help you with your depression and anxiety. Start there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? If, you, if you want to, you know, uh, clean up your environment, if you want it, you know, I'm right now a big fan of watching sunrises, which is what I've been learning about the sun and how the sun actually is a communication system of the electromagnetic field that is information that balances every single organ of our body which has a clock right every organ has an actual clock when in chinese medicine leaders thousands of years ago different times of the day different organs are activated well that information of setting our internal clock comes from the information that's available at sunrise yeah. and sunset and we spend most of our time indoors yeah. under blue light we were so dysregulated with our internal clock that our system is so out of balance i mean if you just want to start with cutting out the blue light yeah. and putting in more natural light or watching the sunrise spending more time in natural light away from your sunglasses you could bring your hormones into balance that way I love that. yeah i love that because that's 
the main culprit, I feel, is the main issue around hormones and why now we have all this modern stuff. We have like all these pills you can take, all these supplements for hormones, all of these anti-aging creams for your wrinkles and stuff like that. But the main culprit is we've become this indoor instant gratification nation where we feel like I just have to take this pill and then I'm going to get better. But we've lost our native way of being in the sun, out of doors, away from technology, the way that humans were supposed to be. And sometimes it's not the next device or the next peptide or the next whatever you got to get. It's free. You go back outside and get back in line with what humans were supposed to do. They're supposed to be solar powered. I know in your book, you talk about, um, in, as with regards to menopause, Native Americans, um, when they entered menopause, it was a position of utmost respect because it was when they were ready to become the the medicine woman of their tribe. And I thought that was so beautiful because like you said, being a woman can be really wonderful. The journey from perimenopause to menopause can be good, but we have to get away from all of this, uh, the social pressures and the ideas on us now that you can just take hormone replacement and everything will be fine. When it's actually free to just kind of dial in your gut, like you said, get out in the sunlight, get away from blue light. I know I read studies that blue light actually was an endocrine disruptor. So it's in, it's disrupting those hormones. So um, yeah, I know. And also electromagnetic frequency, that frequency of the sun you're talking about, that's native frequency. We're made for that communication, like you said, but I love in your book where you call it the wireless dilemma, because part of this, another endocrine disruptor is this EMF pollution that we're all around. Yeah. Yeah. I've written a lot about that. I've been, I've been researching the effects of um, EMF, electromagnetic frequencies, that's part of our you know, electrical world, but also now our wireless world for a long time. And um, I, I wrote about hormones being a mess and, um, you know, breast cancer. Like, there's a total uh, connection between now being exposed to Wi-Fi, how it alters our microbiome, how it alters our adrenal glands, how it affects our thyroid. I mean, it puts our hormones totally out of whack. So of course we're going to be vulnerable to all sorts of manifestations of that imbalance. Who knew? You know? And um, we have to we have to learn about that. We have to mitigate our exposure to the Wi-Fi. I mean, I you know, I have devices on my phone and in my home and you know, I, I do the best I can do to mitigate. Um, my exposure to Wi-Fi, you know, we're moving into a smart world and people have their smart TVs and their smart refrigerators and smart this, smart that. That's just making that um, exposure to these frequencies denser and denser. And, and they're directly communicating. And by the way, you know, one of the effects of being exposed to Wi-Fi, it alters, I'll just say this really simply, but it, it alters what is allowed into our cells and it's creating as a result of the, the wrong kind of relationships and ratios of these you know uh, substances coming into our our cells that gives the cells the message to make very dangerous free radicals that damage our dna and lead to cancers and lead to all these disruptions so it's a really big story that also must be told we live in a very complicated time. <laughs> there are many layers, many layers we need to begin to unravel 
if we want to really restore our health. And some people who are vulnerable with their health anyway because of their history and what they've been exposed to and maybe, um, you know, accidents, birth trauma. I mean, there's so many things that impact us. We um, are more challenged than ever before, but that's the journey. That's the journey. We need to take, you know, if you want to live in a place of optimal health and well-being, we can do it. We can do it. You're an example of it. You've overcome your challenges. I've overcome my challenges. And we have more radiant health now than we've ever had in our lives. Absolutely. But we, we have to be committed. We, we have to know that it is a journey. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a journey. And it's a journey worth taking because if you commit to the healing journey, then you will become more empowered. You'll be um, more at peace. Your relationships will thrive. You will, you know, life becomes what it's meant to be, which is meaningful, joyful, purposeful. Love that. So, so it's it's really it's all wrapped up in the spiritual journey. Ultimately, the journey is wherever you start, and your hormones are the place that that you're paying. That's knocking on your door and saying it's time to wake up and pay attention yeah. and you start with that yeah yeah so some it's a chronic illness right yeah. so some it's a chronic illness yeah for so some it's a relationship that you know breaks down it's you know it's knocking on the door and then you have to go and you know follow your yellow brick road to, you know to the journey for you but ultimately you have to address and bring into harmony the physical and emotional and the spiritual. You know, one at a time, all together, doesn't matter. So you got to do it. Yeah, no, that's perfect because there is that that symbiotic of the the physical, the spiritual, and environmental. Like you said, like cleaning up your environment, distancing yourself from these devices when possible, and living in the modern world but not being so overtaken by it and getting out in sun and stuff like that. So we've talked about the benefits like of taking a natural progesterone, and then also the broccoli seed extract. You mentioned we really want to clean up the gut, um, and then we talked about being outside, getting away from devices. You said grounding, which I loved at the beginning of the podcast, putting your feet on the earth. And what are some, maybe like some, just some more rapid fire things as we wrap up here that you want people to begin to do outside of those things? I, um, I mean, I think a good probiotic is really an, an essential thing. So I encourage probiotics. I think that's fundamental. Um, you know, even vitamin D affects your estrobolone. Did you know that? That your microbiome is affected by your vitamin D. So, um, you know, uh, still chance to get some good sunshine before the winter sets in. And right. it's really hard to get your vitamin D in the winter, but you still have a chance, you know. So get some sunshine. Um, I, I think you have to meditate. I'm sorry, but you just have to, you know, however you do that, you need downtime. You need to, women more, it's, 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 uh, it's, a, it's a woman's nature. We are cyclic by nature. And when we are in our luteal phase, you know, from the time we uh, release the egg until we menstruate, we're, this is the high progesterone time, right? But it's also the time when we go more inward. 
So we have to understand our cyclic nature. And for those women who are still menstruating, God bless you because you still have time to understand that your menstrual cycle is the key to your power. And, um, and we'll talk about the power of the menopause women, but um, you need rest. You cannot go full tilt 24-7. So this is a big learning for me, probably was a big learning for you as well. You, you need to know that when you are in this luteal phase, when your body is nourishing this new life or this new creative idea, you need rest. So getting rest is important is, is absolutely vital, essential if you want to ever get your hormones back in balance. Mm -hmm. And you need to take time. You can do that through yoga, you can do that through meditation, you can do that through walking in nature. Um I I think you need to put it some sort of quiet prayer meditation practice into action as a daily you know, ritual in your life. Um, we know that even just doing every day, focusing on three things you're grateful for can alter your energy, your hormones. Just that thought, right? Just that gratitude changes your whole physiology. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I think, uh, and staying hydrated. You know, that's a big story, hydration, because if you're not hydrated, you can't... Um, take nutrients in and you can't detoxify the cells. Your fascia uh, needs to be hydrated. That's like your superconductor highway that gives information to your brain what's happening around your body. That's why avoid as much as possible cutting the body. And if you have had surgery, then you want to look at maybe some acupuncture or microcurrent work that helps to repair the damage to your fascia. Um, you know, so yeah, those are basics, right? Those are basics. great. Yeah, no, those are great. Such easy, simple tips, like you mentioned, and there's a slew of them in your book. So I'm showing it now. If people are watching this, you can go and get this book. It's so incredible because, like, that's why I couldn't put it down. It was just like there's little you know, paragraphs on every little thing in there from candida to, uh, you mentioned pomegranate oil. I mean, I think we could go on for about 65 more hours just going through all the great stuff in your book. So yeah, definitely get that. Um, but make sure and tell people where they can find you. I definitely want to do this again with you. Cause like I said, we do have more we could touch on with regards to hormones, but where can people find you? How can they like see what else you're up to? And I know you have a new product that you just launched as well that has to do with the vagina. So you're welcome to talk about that if you like. Oh, good. We still have some time. Sure. Um, well, first of all, you can go to my Facebook page, which is what women must know. You can also go to my website, which is dr. Dr. Cheryl Selman. So it's drcherylselman.com and opt in there and I will send podcasts out and education or videos or blogs, whatever is up. So you can stay as part of my community and keep yeah. learning. And um yeah, so I'll just say that in my practice with women, one of the issues that I kept hearing about, well, starts with me personally experiencing this issue, <laughs> and then I realized it was a bigger problem, and that's something called vaginal atrophy mm -hmm. or vaginal dryness. You know, the vagina is uh, an environment that has its own microbiome. And it is an environment that has, uh, you know, a, a mucous membrane. 
So it's, uh, it needs to be moist. It needs to have the right um, bacteria in, in living inside there. And as we age or as we go through stress or as we take various hormone supplements or maybe even things like antihistamines, which dries out the mucosal membranes out of our body, what happens is that um, the tissues in our vaginal sac begin to dry out. Mm-hmm. And we lose the microbiome that lives in our gut. So we're more vulnerable to um, sexually transmitted diseases, cervical dysplasia, UTIs, but sex becomes really painful. When you don't have an ability to lubricate uh, in your vaginal tract, then you know sex feels like you're, you know, that sandpaper, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, gravel <laughs> rubbing into your vagina, and you know, I've been there. I didn't even understand why it was getting so painful. Mm-hmm. So it can happen as we get older, but it it isn't necessarily related to just getting older. It just relates to perhaps just stressful times when we're altering, again, the whole physiology. And um, and women are embarrassed. Talk about it. If women had breast cancer, they're told not to take any more forms of estrogen. So the normal estrogen that's recommended if you go to a, your gyno, gynecologist is uh, estriol. Now, estriol is said to be an, the safest form of estrogen. Um, I don't know. I had a friend who just uh, was taking estriol. She's in she's seventy, had vaginal dryness, and started getting sore breath. Mm-hmm. Tell me that estrogen doesn't travel, estriol doesn't travel through the body, mm-hmm. right? You know what stimulates sore breath? Too much estrogen. Right. All she was doing is taking estriol, vaginally. Mm-hmm. So, when I was given the opportunity to create my ideal formula, I put together about six, seven ingredients that I knew would be really great for a product that didn't exist anywhere else, no product. And it includes, um, it includes uh, hyaluronic acid, which we know can uh, pull water well, almost a thousand times the molecular weight of water. Used for, it's a popular ingredient now in skincare, right? And uh, we've, I've added, um, Carrera Marifica, which is a wonderful herb from Thailand that is estrogenic, has estrogenic benefits, but doesn't stimulate the estrogen receptors. So it helps to replenish the tissues. I mean, estrogen is very sensitive. The vagina is very sensitive to estrogen levels, for sure. And um, uh, we have uh, a nano silver product, which is a safe form of silver that can address any type of inflammation and also kill any unnatural bacteria or or candida uh, or virus. So it's healing the environment of any invasive species that shouldn't be there that can create trouble. It has vitamin E, it has um, aloe vera, it has this fabulous formula that nourishes that replenishes, that heals, and regenerates the tissues. So as we get older or under stress, and these tissues dry out, Chinese medicine, they say that as you get older, you lose the, the, the essence of the body that lubricates. So you have more inflammation, 
And uh, the metaphor in Chinese medicine is that as we get older, the natural tendency, if we don't interfere with natural solution, is like the radiator in your car running out of water. And then it overheats and you dry out and I've done this, <laughs> you crack your radiator. <laughs> that's, that's dryness in the body and menopause. Or dryness in the body, even after pregnancy, if we don't know how to regenerate, or during stressful times. And drying out of our mucosal membrane, be it the eyes or vaginal tract, is this um, losing the ability to create this moisture. So it's an internal process of healing, but externally, we can use topical things like this product, which is called Hygiena, and that's a suppository that is formulated with all these ingredients that um, is beautiful. It's all organic and nothing harmful, but it's healing, it's cleaning up that environment, it's letting that microbiome flourish again, and healing the lesions from the drying out, and, you know. So what can I say? Take care of your vagina. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm so glad we had time for you to discuss that because I think a lot of women will really resonate with that. I mean, I know in my practice, I deal with a lot of women that have that issue as well. So so definitely they can find that product on your website and I'll have all the links of your website in the show notes. Is that right? They can find it on there? Absolutely. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you, Dr. Selman. This has been awesome. And please come back again because, oh my gosh, we've only scratched the surface of, like I said, you guys, she has meticulous knowledge on a woman's body. So we've only just scratched the surface. Well, it's really been fun. And I really want to thank you for inviting me, but I really want to thank you most of all for that curious part of you that's always learning and seeking and open curious. It's a most important quality because from there we keep growing and finding better and better solutions. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm always, that's why I call it get fit with Jodell because I'm always learning. So you're going to get fit right with me. Okay, the last question I have, I ask this to a lot of my guests. Um, Audrey Hepburn has a quote that says, I believe that every day should have at least one exquisite moment. Now I know where you are, your day is just starting, but can you share with me your most recent exquisite moment? (laughs) I live five minutes from a magnificent beat. And I I uh, do my best to get there for sunset. My balcony faces east, and I watch the sunrise every morning, which is uh, is a magical experience. And uh, that's how I start my day, and that's how I end my day. So that's pretty exquisite. Yeah, that's pretty exquisite. I love that. So very good. Well, I will be watching the sunrise with you because that's what I do first thing in the morning too, but on my side of the world. But thank you so much for inspiring, hopefully the women that are listening, that these small changes can make big results over time. So my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me again. All right. We'll talk soon. Every cell needs energy to perform. And one way that I like to provide fuel for those cells and those little mitochondria in there is with methylene blue. Methylene blue is literally food for your mitochondria. It delivers oxygen into the cell on so many different levels. And if you haven't tried it yet, I wanna tell you about the product that I love from Lifeblood. So their methylene blue, lifeblood.co's methylene blue is my favorite for purity reasons, for quality, 
assurance knowing I'm getting a really great product. I did a podcast with the founder, Adam Marafioti. So please check that out. But also check out lifeblood.co and use my code, Jodell, J-O-D-E-L-L-E, to save on your purchase of their Methylene Blue product. I also love their magnesium. I love their magnesium powder that you make your own magnesium out of. So check out all of their wonderful products and use my code to help you save. Methylene Blue is also very anti-parasitic, antiviral, antimicrobial. So Methylene Blue to the rescue, get yours today. Hey guys, are you in the Midwest? Are you in the East Coast? Are you in Brazil? Are you in Asia? It doesn't matter where you are. I would love to work with you as your nutritionist. And so just to let you know, I offer nutrition consulting worldwide. You can work with me anywhere. I have clients all over the world and I love to spend time over the internet with each one of them, figuring out their specific needs. So your specific needs, what deficiencies are you having? What symptoms are you dealing with daily that we can address for you? So that's what I, as a nutrition detective, like to get to the bottom of. I ask you a ton of questions. We meet over Zoom or over FaceTime, whatever is convenient for you. And we discuss all of your specific needs. If you would like to work with me, just shoot me an email, getfitwithjodell at gmail.com. That's getfit. G-E-T-F-I-T-W-I-T-H-J-O-D-E-L-L-E at gmail.com. And let's set up a 15-minute free call for you just to see if I'm a good fit for you as a nutrition therapy practitioner. Again, email me, getfitwithjodell at gmail.com, and let's get you set up feeling better. Lose that unwanted weight that you have going on lose those symptoms that you have hanging around and optimize your health as best we can. Toxin illness is a real thing and today a lot of people are dealing with stuff called Lyme or mold exposure, also parasites. All of these toxins are infiltrating our system because of the system that we're living in and unfortunately there's not a lot of options out there that are quick and effective to get rid of these toxins that are infiltrating us, except for something that I am getting so excited about which is called the Milk Cleanse. So you're definitely gonna to wanna to check out this eight-day program. It's just a simple cleanse you can do. It's a simple mono diet that requires no effort on your part except to find your favorite source of milk. And side note here, even if you're dairy intolerant or lactose intolerant, you can still achieve health through this milk cleanse because there is some really great research out there showing that a mono diet of milk actually can help you develop a tolerance for dairy. So I'd like you to go to themilkcleanse.com and check it out. There's so much great research there. I myself have done it repeatedly now with great success. Um, actually at the tail end of my mold exposure now, I did this eight day milk cleanse and 99% of the leftover symptoms I had are gone. So if you wanna try this milk cleanse, you can use my promo code TMCJODELL that's T-M-C-J-O-D-E-L-L-E for 10% off the cleanse. I can't recommend this cleanse more because of how much it's done for me and I know it's gonna do wonders for you as well. 
Everybody I know that's done this has had great success. It's not a diet. It's just a simple way to add better health, better gut health, better brain health in just as little as eight days. So if you have questions on this or you think it's kind of kooky, reach out to me, getfitwithjodell at gmail.com. I'm happy to inform you about how much I love this cleanse. And don't forget to listen to my latest podcast where I podcasted with the founder of The Cleanse just to break down all the information for you. But again, themilkcleanse.com and use my promo code T-M-C-J-O-D-E-L-L-E for 10% off. Milk really does do a body good.